Hey, it's intro time again. My favorite time of the year. My favorite, too. So I'm Dan. I'm the Tim. He always is. Always. Even Rarely. at this time of the year. Even at this time of the year. Well, depends on the time of the year. And this is only the best it is. podcast about entertainment-y stuff. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like a hodgepodge episode we got. It's an in-between week. Uh, I think we're going to talk about an old album that turns 25 this year. Wow. Yeah. And then we're gonna jinkies. Talk about, oh, no. no. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and then some movie-ish stuff and different things. Uh, before I play that theme music, just want to remind you to be sure to give us a good rating on Apple Music because it really helps. It does. It really does. Awesome. Oh, or is it on? Is it on Apple Music or is it just like the? Apple, oh, I, pod, yeah, Apple podcast. podcast. That's what it was. The purple app. It's all Apple, but it's the purple app. The purple app. Go into the purple app. Give us like five stars, and then get on your friend's phone and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're honest, four stars. <laughs> if you're honest, you'd probably give it less than that, but. You're better than honest. You're loving and caring. It's true. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Has this got out of hand? Should we play the music? I don't know. Probably. So we're going to open it like this. What have you been listening to lately? Oh, heck, man. Uh, I've been really, really digging Weezer's new album. The, te- the Teal album. Ooh. Covers, covers galore. All of them great. All of them great. Shut up, Dan. I don't know. You said you were throwing shade on one of them. I don't remember which one. Uh, I think it was. Oh, the one. What's the one called? Where? Oh, what's that one called? With the some of them want to be abused or whatever. <laughs> sweet dreams. Yeah. Sweet well, you dreams. don't like that song anyway. Yeah, I'm not a, like that song is just kind of cheesy to me. How dare you. But I didn't know you were going to say that. I have also been digging that. I wasn't going to say that, but... Wow. I mean, Well, you know. I, I've been digging other things if you don't want to talk about that. But oh, no, I like it. I, I like it. I, re- I really like it. Best $8 I've spent in a while. Best $8. Oh, you're not even Apple Musicing it. No, dude. Bought you're that supporting it. You're yeah. supporting it. Yeah. Always support Weezer. Always support Weezer. Always support Weezer. That's a life lesson. It is. It truly is. Unless it comes out that Rivers Cuomo... Is a jerk. He is. Well, everybody's a jerk. Well, isn't woke. <laughs> Unless it, if it comes out that Everyone's... Rivers isn't woke, then don't support them. Never. <laughs> uh, I have two things. Sweet. I also have another thing. So we can we can crisscross. <gasps> we can crisscross. Checkerboard it. You Checkerboard it. Okay. All right. All right. The first one will be music, and then the second one will be a movie. Both are minor music. Oh. He... Nerd. So uh, the first music is before recording this, I was talking with people, not actual talking, like Facebook message talking. Nerd. Yeah. And one of my friends was sending me 10 to 30 minute long videos of Led Zeppelin live. (laughs) Makes sense. That was pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. Had that playing in the background while I was scrolling stuff. Nice. Your turn. 18-minute guitar solo. I know. It was awesome. And there's, like, in uh, 
dazed and confused. It's like 30 minutes long, that video. And in the (laughs) middle of it, it shows what's-his-face plant, like, climbing a mountain in this purple suit, I think. And he's climbing this mountain, and he looks up. And this is in the middle of the live performance. It, like, cuts to this with the live performance playing in the background. He looks up, and there's this old wizard. Mm. And he starts to, like, de-age and then turn, and as he's de-aging, you can see he's turning into uh, Jimmy Page. And then he turns into Jimmy Page as like a child, and then a baby, and then a fetus. And then it goes back in reverse. <laughs> it was weird. I would say Jimmy Page is a wizard. <laughs> right? So would my friend who was sending me these things. If that's fair. <laughs> I love it. What's your thing? Give me your thing. Uh, the other thing <laughs> is... We've already talked about this, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. Oh, is, would you please? I've been listening to some Silent Planet recently. All their stuff, because that's what I bought. Come on. I know, Dude, they're awesome. The Night God Slept is a fantastic album. If you don't listen to it, you're dumb. But, okay, listen. Throwing down towels and gauntlets. <laughs> and While you were talking about that lame thing that we've already talked about. Hey, I just thought of something new to add. My new favorite person in the music, all of it. And I'm going to make you listen to it. And you guys need to look it up. Uh, (sighs) It is Hotel Books. Uh, It's like really dope, like kind of post-hardcore type emo music. But it's all spoken word. Okay. Look up Hotel Books. Just do it. You'll love yourself. Uh, And my movie that I didn't finish. I stopped watching it. I don't remember why. This was like two hours ago. I wasn't going to finish it. Or I was going to finish it. And then I got distracted. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, I believe it's called like the Bill Murray Stories. Oh, yeah. I've seen stuff for It's it. a documentary. And it's great. Language warning. There is quite a bit of, uh, of language. But it is great. It, it's a, a documentary about how Bill Murray is known for showing up in random places on purpose, like random bars, to just say hi to people. Uh, he'll go to random people's parties. <laughs> he just like he'll see a party when he's going down the street and be like, "I'm stopping in." Uh, not quite. Like he'll he'll generally know a person, or like uh, one of the stories was this. There was a music festival in town, and two stories came from that. Bill Murray was in town for it. And while he was in town, he stopped at this bar and, like, just became friends with the bartender because he wanted to and started bartending along with him. And then he started hanging out with one of the bands, a small band, and then went to a party that they were playing. Yeah, it's just, it's way funnier if you watch it. Fair enough. It's good. And it's Bill Murray, and I love Bill Murray. It's true. And I want to finish that movie. Don't we all? So uh, the first, like... Half, a little over half of it is fantastic, uh, but I haven't finished it. So if you guys finish it and the rest is trash, don't blame me, please. Blame Bill Murray. <laughs> blame Bill Murray. Wait, is he like actually in it and interviewed? Uh, not so far. I have a feeling he's going to come in at the end. Probably. That's how he rolls. I know. Like, it, it, there's a story. He was going to a, a Cubs game, I think. Makes sense. And... He owns a minor league, or partially owns a minor league team. Anyway, he was going to a Cubs game, and there was this lady who was in line to buy a ticket, and she just comes up and is like, 
what are you doing? She's like, buying a ticket. And he's like, oh, no, come with me. And he, like, let her sit with him in, like, one of the best seats. Nice. Just because. Because he's Bill he, like, Murray. He, like, it. had that extra seat next to him so that he could find somebody to invite. Hmm. Right? Nice. It's cool. Watch the movie. I That'd be so much fun to just be, like, so rich and so famous uh-huh. that you could just pull the most random crap around. Well, that's what, that's what they talk about in the movie is how – like, what would you do with your life if everywhere you went, literally everybody in the room loved you? And so he does fun stuff with it. Anyway, watch the movie. It's good. Watch. He's going to culminate with stealing a baby <laughs> and raising it. And it's going to be better than him. It's going to be better. I love it. Anyway, we, anyway. Had, th- we had things to talk about. Uh, we sure did. Uh, I wanted to come back to uh, the Morbius movie we talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, it, there's not a whole lot of new information, uh, but I just wanted to dive into it a little bit more than uh, when we mentioned it a couple episodes ago. Uh, Jared Leto is going to be Morbius. <laughs> I, I, I think it'd be terrible. Okay, here. Let's do this for people who might not know. Uh, Morbius is a vampire guy. Mm-hmm. He the, the the doc. It's Doctor Michael Morbius. It's such a comic name. It is. He's got some kind of blood disease, and in trying to cure it, he turns himself into a vampire. And like you do. It's not the greatest story, and I remember. Uh, I remember being introduced to this character as a little kid, uh, through a series, a cartoon that I would watch when I was a little kid, and it was from the early nineties, I think. It was a Spider-Man show. Yeah, yeah I it remember was, it. It got really dark that I remember. I, I really loved the show, and I have not seen it in years, and I think I kind of romanticize it in my mind. And I never want to see it again because I don't want to like know how cheesy it probably was. But I remember he fought a lot of vampires in that. Spider-Man did, and Morbius was one of them. I remember somebody had a mullet. Like, one of those... <laughs> I think it might have been Morbius had a mullet. Probably. I wonder if they'll give Leto a mullet. Ah. We need to start that hashtag right now. Everybody, get on Twitter. I don't have a Twitter. You're geek. Uh, also, you don't have a Twitter. I know I hate it. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I know, I'm the worst. But uh, supposedly Matt Smith is also going to be in it. As what? It, we don't know yet. It's- but I will. Uh, I will point out that it is written by a guy named... Uh, Matt Sazama, I believe that's how you pronounce it. And uh, I I looked into him, what he wrote. He wrote uh, something called Dracula Untold, which I never watched, and The Last Witch Hunter. I I didn't watch either of those, but it's kind of like that's his thing, is supernatural stuff. He wrote Gods of Egypt. He also wrote Power Rangers. That's the only one of his movies I see here that I actually watched and wasn't great. But he he was a creator of the Netflix Lost in Space show which was actually pretty good, and he wrote most of those. Fair enough. Yeah, and I, I, I'm excited to see what he does with this character because it's so different. From, yeah. from the rest of the comic movies, it's a different character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. My main uh, interaction, I guess you could say, with uh, with this Morbius character is mainly the mulleted one. So, <laughs> I'm not a fan. 
personally. So I'm just very apprehensive. Yeah, I, I think somebody will do something cool with it. Because I think Sony is proving that they can make movies that aren't the worst. Well, maybe. I think they are. Uh, and we'll see how it goes with Carnage and whatnot. Yeah, I don't know. Never know. Well, no, it's true. It's very true. I don't know. I'm very apprehensive about anything new because I'm hesitant, I guess. I don't know. You hesitant, Jim. I'm a hesitant Jim, especially when it comes to comic books. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like comic books are at a super high right now. Even DC. Even DC is at a high for them right now because Aquaman's made, like, what, over a billion dollars? It's huge. Like, Aquaman is way huger than it needs to be. Let's not have that episode again. Yeah, let's not. Anyway, comic books as a whole are just bigger than they have ever been. Comic book movies, and I feel like comic books, are bigger than they ever have been right now. And I'm just waiting for them to fall. Because I feel like it isn't going to be a slow decline. I feel like it's going to be a crash to the bottom. Fair enough. Maybe. Maybe I'll be wrong. Kind of like, kind of like Super Bowls. Yeah, especially <laughs> like Super Bowls. Topical. Uh, yeah, sort of. For now, unless yeah, it'll be days know. old by the time this goes out. Well, it was like two days ago when at this time of recording this. So somewhat yeah. topical. Let's fight about this some more. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, so where are we going next? Are we gonna talk about Dulcinea? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. So. I am a huge fan of the band Toad the Wet Sprocket. And it's a weird-sounding name, and a lot of people have probably heard of them, and I'm going to be real, probably don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. They were kind of weird band, but I don't think their music is that weird. I think it's gorgeous, and I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to make you all fans. Or die trying. Or try dying. Or maybe do some tie dying. If you get that reference, you get a high five. I remember the reference. I can't remember what it's from. Well, then we're going to change the subject. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So in 1994, uh, it it was in May. We're a little early. But yeah, I just got excited. It's the 25th anniversary of Dulcinea by Toad the Wet Sprocket. A fantastic album. Not it was not my introduction to Toad the Wet Sprocket. A lot of times, it was my me. favorite album by a band is the first one I heard. This one wasn't it. I was introduced to Toad the Wet Sprocket with Fear. I think a lot of people were introduced with that album. And Fear is a good album, and I think it's what broke them into the mainstream uh, overall. But everything that was so good about Fear, the artistry, the music got pushed it got elevated in dulcinea and this probably isn't making sense if you haven't listened to it uh so i'm gonna get a little bit more descriptive and i almost want to say go listen to the album before you listen to me talk about it but i almost want to say let me explain it first (laughs) yeah some of the stuff all right so it's kind of a product of its time and it's kind of before its time and it's kind of... After it's time. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. Uh, so it, it came out in 1994 uh, in an alt-rock 
scene that was very much dominated by the end of grunge, like the tail end of grunge. I think Nevermind had just come out the near the year before, right? Uh, I think so. I believe so. Yeah, and there is a ton of grunge influence in this album. Yeah, not you can hear. Yeah, it, but it is not a grunge album. No, like the, by grunge influence, it's kind of the down to earth production. I feel like. Well, kind of, and the, it, it's a beautiful album. There is a is. lot of beauty in it. The I don't know, there's organ and mandolin, and it's very light at times, but then there's very dark riffs with very, uh, I almost said heavy, but heavy guitars. Not like heavy, but like weighty guitars. Yeah. Very deep-toned, weighty guitars with like very the, weighty lyrics. Yeah, they, it isn't like intense, but you can like definitely feel the weight of it. Yeah, and... Throughout the album, it goes up and down through different tones of alt-rock. Yes. And it doesn't scream 90s no. to me. Well, it does. It really does. You can tell it came out from the 90s. But something almost seems like it was just written in another time and produced in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. So it opens up with a song called Fly From Heaven, which is... Uh, not a very dark sounding song. It's it's kind of peppy. And basically the story of the song, from what I can piece together, is a doubter looking at the Apostle Paul's uh, explanation of Christ. Yeah. But a doubter coming from a very like Jewish point of view. And that sounds and this is not a Christian band or anything like that. No. But that is Listen just, to Fear. They're not. Listen to Fear. Yeah. Um and, and I was gonna bring that up. In in Fear, the reason Tim says that is basically because of one or two songs in Fear. Toad the Wet Sprocket, they they thought very deeply about their music mm-hmm. and they wanted to make points with their music. And in songs from Fear, like uh, Hold Her Down, or uh, what was the other one? Before You Were Born? Maybe. I believe. There's I don't a know little Fear bit. Well. I don't know Mainly uh, Hold Her Down. It, it, that song, uh, one of their friends was almost kidnapped, or something like that. There was an attempt made on her or something. And they, they started looking, and there was uh, a terrible, like, kind of a kidnapping epidemic going on around their hometown or something like that. I should have looked into this. I didn't know if I was going to go into this. But they wrote a song called Hold Her Down to try to shed light on a kind of rape culture epidemic that was going on. And it does so with shock value. Mm, Yeah. And it's very explicit. And it's a a terrible song. And uh, Glenn Phillips, the lead of Toad the Wet Sprocket, said so he's like, it is a terrible, ugly song to show the truth about how terrible and ugly this reality is. And so that that's the kind of writing that they'll do. Yeah. Um, and in Fly From Heaven, he it, it's very brash. It doesn't sound brash. It's a very beautiful sounding song. Mm-hmm. But uh, ha, ha, it, it's very, it, it's it, very doubter oriented towards hope. Yeah, it does. It's it's very cynical towards the belief that Jesus will come back. Yeah, uh, uh, and the the bridge. How does the bridge go? 
Uh, they took it, it, this is coming from a, a Jewish, as far as I can tell, point where he says they, they took my brother, they ripped him from me. Uh, to twist his words as they, they did, did his body, body. Uh, and lay him down at the feet of those he couldn't save. And it's very cynical, and uh, I, I, I would say, I, I would say theologically false. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it's making its point by taking something in this culture. Yeah. In this culture, especially 30 years ago, uh, Christianity was more mainstream and dug down. And so when he wants to make a point about feeling a little hopeless or feeling very hopeless, really, he, he does the shock value thing again. And that makes it sound like a terrible song. It's not. No. It's very heartfelt and beautiful, and it won't make sense until you listen to it for yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not to say this isn't a dark album at all either. No. that It, it sets a dark scene setting uh, when it opens up like that. But a lot of it reoccurringly points back to beauty and hope. Yeah. And uh, Wood Burning is just alt-rock good if you love a good alt rock just it's fun ah it's not it's not quite fun i wouldn't say no it's not fun it's just i love rock alt rock alt rock wood burning something's always wrong i love that song though and then something's always wrong it's one of my favorites off the album and and throughout this first like three tracks you hear that kind of grunge influence you know yeah and then, and once again, in Fall Down, number uh, nine, the, the the grunge influence is very yeah apparent in that song as well. But then you catch, they go from these three kind of heaviest songs to song four, which is stupid. Literally, literally, that's the name of the song, and it's just kind of a little bit not twangy, but it just kind of goes up and down, and it, it almost silly, almost, but it's like. It's. I feel like the song is very relatable. Yes. It's about making a fool out of yourself and being like, "Oh, oh stupid! What did I do that for?" And then, but it, but that, it, it, the the tone, <laughs> but the tone is very much kind of bob your head. Yeah. Oh, lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. It, then, it's very good. <laughs> and then they go from that into the song "Crowing," another good, which one. will wreck you. It's not dark sounding. It's not light sounding. It's kind of ballady. Yeah, and it's just a good old fashioned heartbreak song, mm-hmm. kind of. But it's written from a very uh, peculiar perspective. It is. It, it's almost written from a like a, uh, a narrator's like a third, stance. Yeah, I was like a narrator's stance. I was gonna say like it to me. I've always kind of thought of it as like a third party, kind of talking to both people. Mm-hmm. In the in this failed relationship like yeah you'd both done screwed up kind of yeah and it's just kind of like oh kind of relatable or i don't know and then they go from that song to listen which is very much a product of the the grunge of the all rock of the time and it's great it's fantastic there's a lot of just the soaring vocals Mm -hmm. just bring home just this feeling you know and, it, and that one has kind of a heavier guitar riffs as well. Yeah. And it kind of brings you back down. And then it goes to track seven, which is called Windmills. And it is everything that Listen is not. Yeah. It's 
just beautifully played guitar, just ambient, uh, poetic lyrics, sung beautifully. And, uh, of course, it's uh, Windmills. It's a reference to Don Quixote, being that the album is called Dulcinea. I don't know if they named the song or the album first. I don't know. I don't really... I'm not familiar with Don Quixote so much. Neither do I. All I know is that it wasn't Dulcinea, like, the love interest or something? I don't remember. How dare you, sir? I've never read it, so I don't know. Me either. And then that goes into Nancy, uh, another really just silly-sounding song. Yeah, listen, Windmills, and Nancy. In that order, those are... That's the... Those, that's the order in which these songs come. And they are all so incredibly different from one another. It's true. And, and it's not like they don't fit either. No. You have to listen to it to know what we're talking about. It's true. Um, what are you doing listening to us? You need to listen to this album. <laughs> no, I, I, I was going to bring up the point. I'm afraid that artists are... They don't do enough different stuff within even one album. Like sometimes artists will change from album to album, and that's fine too. But I think this is a perfect example about how you can vary your sound with the same spirit. You can have the same spirit going into your creation and vary the sound and tie it all together with with themes. Yeah. And it'll still sound good. Absolutely. And I don't believe a lot of modern artists uh, have that nuance. Yeah. And that sounds really mean, and I'm not saying no one does. I'm just saying... This is uh, you don't hear this very often. It's true. Like, uh, yeah. Name names. I name know you names. have them. Uh, I was actually gonna name good names. Like, if you listen to like Neil Young throughout his life, how different, just the varying different kinds of stuff he did. No, it's boring. You don't. That's <laughs> ah, boring. Well, You're supposed no. to name bad names. Uh, how about everyone's favorite Christian artist who has put out the same record four times. Uh, can I get a what what for NF? Hey, oh. I know some of you are going to knock down the from that four star rating to a no star rating. <laughs> <To> a, <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> after Nancy, it's Fall Down, which you already talked about. Uh, it's a, Fall Down is a alt-rock toe-tapper. Yeah, I think it was the biggest song off the album. Maybe, and it's very, uh, very like the words are very grunge kind of dark, mm-hmm. but it, it, but it's still a toe tapper at the same time. Yeah, it, it's, it's weird how grunge kind of did that. Yeah, and then inside and again are good songs that I don't have a lot to say about. If I, I I remember like I was listening to Begin today, and I was like, this is really good, and it's just really good. Yeah. Uh, it's all again, really good. It changes the tone going from song to song, but yeah. still has those strands of togetherness. Yeah, and I love it. And Tim just dropped that. I did. I apologize. Uh, how about how it ends with reincarnation song? Uh hot take alert! Least favorite song in the album. It's weird. It's, it's weird. very weird. It's it's a, basically about a spirit who is dead, who has died. And all of a sudden is like, hey, what's going on as he's being born? Because he's like, I just died. And now all of a sudden I'm like in my life. It, it talks about life being, having a hard life and dying and this tough life. And then all of a sudden it ends with him being born. And it starts, 
It's not very musical. Yeah. It's kind of like just the guitars going like somebody just making noise. And, it's so weird. And he's doing weird things. With it. It's very strange as he's doing weird things <laughs> with his voice. And as he's being born, the end is just like the guitars going as he's screaming the word mother. It's very strange, but it's really so good. weird. <laughs> Excuse me. You and I it's, have very different opinions on this. I song. I liked. I put it when uh, I might put a link up to this, but uh, it's on Spotify. It's not on Apple Music. Uh, throughout at the beginning of 2016. Uh-huh. Dang, that was like three years ago. On oh my word, uh, I started a playlist, and I just added two or three or four songs, two to four songs every month, and it was like a journal and that was one of the first songs i put on there because i i don't know it's very weird but i like it um and when i was doing this i didn't actually listen to the song i should have uh apparently on the international release there was a 13th song called hope and i really gotta listen to it now never heard of it can't believe i didn't wait hold on uh yeah Uh, yeah, the international release, I do believe uh, when it was originally released, uh, the international release was the like the UK and Europe were the only places they pr- uh, pressed uh, vinyl. Yeah. Uh, they only actually released uh, US vinyl uh, like five years ago. Which I want one of those. Me too, because the originals are like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, for real. Like, And for those of you who don't know, me and Dan are both real into vinyl. Uh-huh. We both love it. Uh, also, if I'm what I'm reading here is correct, and if I'm understanding it correctly, Hope was also released on the album In Light Syrup the following year. Oh, so if you, I just don't know that album very well. I I remember the song Good Intentions, kind of, sort of, and that's about it. I don't know that album very much. Neither do I. Dulcinea is honestly, quite honestly, the only album that I know well. No, uh, uh, fear is also catchy, and fear. You should listen to fear. Fear just, I don't know. It has a lot to it. There's a lot to it. Uh, and then there's the album before fear, was what was that called? Pale. I guess I don't know. I don't know pale. I'm not thinking of pale. I'm thinking of bread and circus. I don't know that one. Where they had the song, both the song scenes from a vinyl recliner, and one little girl. Uh, One Little Girl is also another uh, song that's kind of like Hold It Down, but not near as dark. It's just about kind of like an abusive relationship, and it just kicks you in the feels. You should listen to it. But the that album's not what this episode is about. Now, is it? It's true. We're kind of off topic. I love it. <laughs> well. Uh, so, yeah. There, uh, listen to this album. I really want to know what you guys think about this. Because it's just kind of one of those, it's weird, but it's not weird. Yeah, like, and when you listen to it, you're like, oh, wow, these guys did not do a very good job of uh, recommending. (laughs) Oh, hey, I just read something. It is, uh, Fly From Heaven uh, is supposed to be from the perspective of James, uh, Jesus' literal brother. Well, okay, it can, I can see that when... If it's from like when James was not believing, yes, but James James became a head of a church or something. I don't remember. 
Wow. Oh, uh, yeah. You know your I Bible, Dan. don't know my stuff so hot. <laughs> All uh, right. This is a train wreck. This is. Uh, we were on the tracks. We were doing good. And then we were like, what's that over there? What's that? We just hopped them. Yep. Hopped them. Started rolling through the grass and whatnot. Uh, please, guys, let me know what you thought of the album. I, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, it's very I'm good. I'm a curious boy. want to know what you thought. Yeah, I would recommend. Mm, recommend. And, uh, yeah, let, let us know what you want to talk about in the future. I'm going to start... Uh, Looking for some more people to join us, different people. Uh, yeah, so anyway, should, I, I, I'm going to end this segment right now and we'll think about, uh, yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed that at least as much as we enjoyed making it. We're going to talk to you again next week. Right, Tim? Probably. I don't know. I might not. You usually do. I, I don't always fight me well it's the truth hey pay attention to the links in the show notes some of those are probably pretty cool (laughs) again be sure to leave reviews they help they do uh follow us on facebook there will be a link to that we'll have some fun yeah for sure uh also be sure to talk to us about anything we talked about love to hear your opinions on this stuff man depends on the opinion and who it's from but for the most part yes all right why don't you just say goodbye No. Do it. I'll see you guys later. You can't just always be contradicting me. Yeah, I can. Uh, Oh.